This is Reverend Bob Wood with Talking About the Bible podcast. I'm glad you're able to join me for this episode. I'm going to be looking at a concept called meditation, but as we talk about it, we're going to first look at why to meditate. And that comes from a lot of different sources in the Bible, but the particular one I want to talk about today is Psalm chapter 1. If you have a copy of the scriptures or you can look it up on your mobile device, Psalm chapter 1, I'll be reading from the New International Version. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prosper. Not so the wicked. They are like shaft that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the ways of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction." Now, this psalm is only six verses long, but it does have some interesting combinations and uh, contrasts in it so that we can understand what the psalmist is trying to tell us. I want you to understand, when we look at the Bible, every selection of every word and every symbol, a symbolic language that is used, is there to make God's message as clear as possible. And for the people who were reading this 2,500 3,000 years ago, when the psalm would have been written, understood perfectly well what they were talking about. But in a lot of ways, because our cultures have changed and we've moved away from the same kind of society they had, we can sometimes miss the meanings. So uh, let's go through it, uh, verse 5. Verse 1, again, is, Blessed the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way of sinner, the sinner's take or who sit in the company of mockers. Now, what it means to not walk in step with the wicked means that we, a person who is blessed if they do not follow along with the wicked people. That is, we don't hang around with them. We don't do the things that they do. We don't walk in step. It's almost, in, in a sense, we don't put our feet in the exact same footprints they are. We're not living our lives like they are. The second illustration of what a blessed man is, is he doesn't stand in the way that sinners take. Now, what that word stand means, he doesn't stand in the way, it means he doesn't abide with them. It's another way of saying exactly the same thing as the verse before, and that's the way Hebrew poetry works in Psalms. It repeats the same concept several times to make sure we really understand it. So he doesn't walk in, in the same footsteps as the as the wicked. He doesn't stand or abide or hang out with the sinner. And then the third one is, or sit in the company of mockers. Now, what's a mocker? A mocker is a person who laughs at an idea or a thought and shows disrespect for it and thinks that the idea is stupid. And in particular here, the phrase is referring to that a mocker is a person who doesn't value what God is saying. Now, verse 2, but, that means the wicked is this way, but a blessed person does this, but a blessed person, verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law 
day and night. Now, the word law in here actually is the word Torah for the first five books of the Bible, but it means we a person who does not delight, take happiness, find uh, joy in the Bible and God's instructions to how we should live. And then the second says, and who meditates on his law day and night. So the contrast here is a person who is wicked and a person who meditates on his law day and night. Now, what does it mean to meditate? What it means to meditate, it means to contemplate, to think, to absorb. It's more than just thinking. It's more of analyzing an idea, a word, or a document, and making it not only yours in your head, but yours in your heart. And that comes through opening ourselves up to having a conversation with God about His Holy Word. So we're going to come back to meditation in a little bit. Verse 3 says, That person, the person who meditates, is like a tree planted by streams of water who yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prosper. So we see here that a person who meditates is like a tree, and that tree is not a tree in the middle of the desert with nothing to feed it. It's a tree that is planted by streams of water, and it produces its fruit when it's supposed to, in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Now, we can understand those things, being planted by streams of water, yielding fruit, and having our leaf, is that it is spiritually healthy. The tree, a person who meditates is like a tree that is doing great things and producing things. And then it says, whatever they do prosper. I want to tell you, that doesn't mean that a person who meditates, and this i got to make clear that there's some bad theology going around the world, but that doesn't mean a person who meditates is going to get rich. Prosper here is not talking about receiving benefit to yourself. Why do I say that? I'll tell you later. when I've med- I meditated a lot on this, and I'll tell you what I learned through my meditations. Verse 4. Not so the, the wicked is not someone who prospers. It's not someone who has fruit and leaves in their right season. The wicked, it says in verse 4, they're like shaft. Now, what is shaft? On a wheat seed, which was a common, a common food source for persons in, in Palestine where, where Psalm 1 was written, the seed of wheat was the main source of food, but around the seed was a husk called shaft. And that shaft was gotten separated from the wheat seed by throwing it up in the air with a winnowing hook, like a pitchfork in a way, and separating the shaft from the seed itself. The shaft would blow away. So it says they are like shaft that the wind blows away. Now, shaft is the husk and is unedible to human beings. It is useless. It is trash. So what the author is saying here in Psalm 1 is that the wicked are like a useless piece of husk. They are of no value. Verse 5, therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. So in verse 5, we find out that the wicked will not stand in the judgment. Now, that doesn't mean they won't be judged. It means that in the ju- they, after the judgment is over, they won't be left standing. Nor sinners in the assembly 
of the righteous. Sinners are not part of the assembly of the righteous. To be righteous means to be whole, pure, and clean. So the sinners won't be there. Verse 6, For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Now, as I was going through this week and preparing for my message this week, I really thought a lot about what does it mean to meditate, which I, I have done for many years, and what does it mean to be a tree? Those were When I read this passage, those were the two things I circled as things I wanted to meditate on this week and try to come to a better understanding as if I did it. How do I meditate? There's not a right way. A lot of people meditate differently, but you need to understand meditating on God's Word is different than Eastern Hindu Buddhist type meditation. Those kinds of meditation, you're to empty yourself of everything and open yourself up to all kinds of forces. And that's not what God says. It says he meditated in verse two, and who meditates on his law day and night. So I meditate on in this fashion. First, I start off by saying to myself a verse and quieting my heart. That verse I say is Psalm 4610. It says, he says, Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, it says. Be still. So I try to still myself. I try to put all the thoughts that are coming in my mind out of it so that I'm only focusing on my time with God and the passage that I'm pondering, meditating, and thinking about. Here it says the person is like a tree planted by a stream of water. So this week I went to my office and I would uh, take some time each day. I did it first thing I got there. And I'd set my chair out where I could see through this window at this huge mango tree. And I pondered what it meant to be a person is, who is like a tree planted by streams of water. Now this mango tree is very close to a stream of water. And it's huge. It's a gigantic mango tree thought a lot about the mango tree. I observed it closely. I found the mango tree had, had inhabitants. There's things that lived in the mango tree. There's a, a lar- some large lizards. I call them Jesus lizards because they can run across water on two legs. And that's a common nickname for this lizard. I don't really know what the exact name of the lizard is. It wasn't important for my study. And, and the boys would chase these lizards, and the lizards would run up into the trees, and the tree provided safety for the lizards. They ate bugs in the tree, I'm sure. Also in the tree lives, lived a lot of birds. I'm sure when it's nesting time, they have their nests there, and even uh, now that it's not nesting time, they were always going there and hanging out in the tree, or hanging up in the tree. They would sit there in the tree and sing their songs. I know when it's mango season later in the year, that mango tree fills with fruit. And the fruit is there and children go by and try to shake the branches and get the mangoes. Sometimes those mangoes fall to the ground and if they aren't pruised too badly, people will pick them up and and eat them. And this mango tree, as, as long as I have seen it in the years I've been around here, always has leaves on it. It never, never withers. It's never been without. 
So as I thought about the tree and a person who's like a fruit tree is not jealous, it is not envious, it's not desiring things for its own. So when it says it prospers, I think what it means by that is it serves its function and its function is to help others. So a man who delights on God's laws and focuses on it isn't trying to get rich for himself, but he's always there to do what God designed him to do, which was to love his fellow men and women. But the wicked aren't like that. They're like chaff that is useless and blown away. A wicked person is no use to anyone. But the righteous person, it's like a tree from which people can eat, find shelter, and safety. I'd rather be a tree than a shaft. I thought about this a lot. And that's what meditation is. It's reading a passage, a section, an idea, and really trying to analyze what it means. What is God trying to say to me in that passage? Now, I don't want you to think that means that the passage has to be telling you exactly what to do about a particular thing in your life. And sometimes it does. I'm not saying it doesn't. But most of the time when I meditate, it teaches me things that I'm supposed to understand about the text. Too often we read the text really quick. We read the Bible really quick, and we we don't find its underlining meaning. We don't look at how it's working. We don't see the comparisons and the contrasts. In this passage, in the beginning of it, it is a there's a contrast between a blessed one, it's a person who doesn't do these things, and then there's a contrast between a person who meditates, they're like a tree, and a person who does not, they're like chaff. And then in the end, it's talking about the difference between the wicked and the righteous. I want to be righteous. That means I want to follow God's law, and the way I do that is by meditating on his word. Now, this psalm wasn't written to college professors or highly educated ministers. It was written over 2,500 years ago. And it was meant for every person who heard it that it applies to them. Whether you're a person who works in their home, whether you're a person who works at a job, whether you're a person who doesn't have a job. The passage is the same. You can still meditate on God's word. What it means is you take a little period of time each day, or like this passage says, day and night, twice a day, and you sit and you read a passage of Scripture and you ponder it, you consider it, you apply it to yourself, the universal truth that God is trying to teach you so that you can better walk in his steps. I hope that helped you understand a little bit about meditation. And I hope God will help you to become like a person who is a tree planted by streams of water.